right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, James Adomian. Hello, James. Hey, Gareth. How you doing? Do you know, James, that it's very difficult for me because you might have the most quoted line on our podcast that I've done over yeah. 500 episodes of, yeah. and you were on one time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you have... Yeah. Might and I the gristle? There yes! are tattoos. <laughs> really? <laughs> one, yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, it Jesus is, Christ. and of course I take it on the ego, but it is, um, I mean, you have... Arguably the best moment <laughs> in our. Sh- I mean, it was it was it was just a murderous moment. Um, that was a fun so. Thank time. you so much for joining us. That was a fun that was time. great. That was back. Uh, that was pre-code. That was before laughter that was yeah. outlawed. That was during mingle right. times, the mingle days when you could what? when you could share a joint with a fella and be fine. We'll have you back on the dollop, also. Yeah, but sure. we're gonna need to. Oh, this well, isn't I'll the dollop. Through this, st- this out. is basically the dollop. No, it's the what? dollop. No. Listen, just stick around. Give us a half hour. Please, James. Um, James, we should say that you are doing stand-up. Some of it is pending. I know that situation. So the best way to figure out, not only to figure out what your stand-up dates are, but also to see your hilarious characters and impressions, your Instagram, which is jadomian, A-D-O-M-I-A-N. Yeah, is, uh, a jadomian on Instagram. On and uh, I have tentative dates. They're well, they're booked in February in Seattle and Portland and Vancouver, um, and we'll. I'm hoping that they can happen. We'll see. Those yep. are fairly liberalish cities, so you probably get some. <laughs> you get most vax and mask there, right? I guess so. Yeah, but Which I do mean? only anti-vax, anti-mask shows. I love that about you. Okay. Just, yeah, that's good. No vax, no mask. I'm going to start saying, I'm going to say You're, might not gristle four or five times on this episode and try to own it, make it mine. James is, James is pro, James is pro letter rip. He's got a t-shirt on that says COVID letter rip. He's yeah. got hats that say COVID letter rip. He's all about letter rip. I got that's a herd great. immunity tattoo. <laughs> Spelled with an A. It's a cow. It's a cow. It's like the Borden cheese cow with like sunglasses on it. <laughs> you heard? heard Did you have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard? <laughs> um. All right. Well, you basically know what we're doing here. Dave is going. Dave has a fucking weirdo paper from mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. the eighteen hundreds. Dave. Uh, this one is from eighteen ninety. You are correct. Okay. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, March twelfth. Uh, 1890, Middleton, New York. Middleton. As we're panning down at a city while the hustle and bustle and carriages move amongst them. Hello, I sell canes to men with boulder hats. It might have died the gristle. See, again, it's happening. I'm owning it. It never, it never stops. This is the Middletown Times Press. Where is paper in New York? Middletown is about. Uh, it's about seventy-five miles, sort of northwest. Of, Is it in the uh, middle? City, not even in the middle. It's it's uh, just a, a little little ways outside of New York City. It's okay. It, it's, uh, it, uh, the the city of Middletown makes an appearance in a few Jerky Boys tracks that I uh, loved from well, the nineties. Say <laughs> I no live, more. I live in Middletown. Thank you. <laughs> I'll bring my shoes and my glasses, so I have them. So I have them. <laughs> All right, All right, guys. Dave, front uh, page. 
Well, we're coming in hot on page one. Uh, the headline is another death from malpractice. Hmm. Miss okay. Lucy uh, McKinnis, a pretty waitress, died from the effects of malpractice. God damn, we lost another pretty one. Uh, not the pretty ones. Henry Duggan, one of her admirers, has disappeared and is being searched for. The physician who performed the operation is to be arrested. Wait a there's minute. A, that's, oh, that's the whole story. <laughs> that's the lead or that's the whole lot. story? That's, that's the whole story. That's what I love about. It's missing a lot. Yeah. We really eventually understood that people wanted more than just sort of like the trailer. How do you drop in Harry Henry Duggan? One of her Myers has disappeared, and like that's just out of nowhere. What does that have to do with the malpractice? Well, uh, you can I see mean, how you can see how journalism uh, has roots very strongly rooted in just neighborhood gossip. Oh, it's that Duggan yeah. boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's that Duggan boy again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did they? Was that the? Was that the headline across the banner? Like war? We wrote war kind of headline, or was that little column no, on the side? Uh, a lot of these papers back then don't have that, so this one doesn't have that. It's just like a. There's just a bunch of little stories and no big headline. Got it. And again, I know I've said it before, but also not not. That's a pretty good front pager because a lot of times it will just be like pig sick. Oh yeah, well I got this one right here. <laughs> businesses par- businesses paralyzed in Cairo, Cairo, Illinois. About one half of this city is submerged and businesses paralyzed. The only <laughs> means of communication being by boat. That's the whole story. It is almost uh, the same as the head. It's almost the same as the headline. <laughs> There's not much. More. I was disappointed. I had a wonderful <laughs> image with the headline that it was somehow going to be an e- Egyptian story that had made it to New York. Yeah, and I, was like, I do like. Oh no. no, they just had somebody come in on a wagon from Illinois, uh, Cairo, <laughs> Illinois, uh, the watery hey, uh, city, <laughs> the confluence some, uh, of the Mississippi and the Ohio. Yeah. Beautiful Cairo. It's beautiful Cairo. Gorgeous Cairo. Instead of uh, pyramids, we have churches. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, so there was some... just—it was a boat town. By the way, I can't imagine what people did with a flooded city. I'm glad I'll get to find out in my lifetime. <laughs> That's like right. Venice. Luckily, they have the hard-hitting investigative uh, reporting of that <laughs> one sentence. Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have something to go back to that one line. Uh, remember, the date here is uh, it's March eighteen ninety. So this headline says uh, Abraham Lincoln's funeral, mm. London. When, uh, I'm not the historical guy. When did uh, when did he get a? <laughs> that again? Oh, he, yeah, he died a, a while in the six twenty five years before this. <laughs> okay, so they were. Getting it right, which I like. I like a quarter century gap. Go ahead, David. Uh, London, March 8th. The funeral services over the remains of Abraham Lincoln were conducted by the Reverend Mr. Gibson of Chicago. Only the members of the American, uh, I don't know what that says, Legnation uh, being present. The remains were convoyed to the catacombs in Kensal Green, where they will temporarily repose. The floor offerings were numerous, the coffin being completely hidden by a bank of flowers. What? Um, mm. So was he, here, was, was he uh, d- disinterred and moved? What was no, the that's, beard's deal? That's what I thought, and then uh, I looked it up. 
It's a different it's guy grandson. named Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> ah, it's his, it's grandson? his grandson who they named Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> who didn't live very that? long. <laughs> well, it worked out good for the first guy. Uh, yeah. So I he died when he was like a, That's the earliest form of clickbait. Abraham Lincoln dead again. <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's an ad. <laughs> Double dead Lincoln. Another Where dead they put the Lincoln. body this time? It's I like, didn't even like, know they reanimated him, honey. It's and like, they got him again. It's like what the History Channel does with, like, did Hitler breed dinosaurs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, also, it would make sense because we did a dollop episode on it where, like, what was the, like, Lincoln's body was just put, it was just moved around. I mean, oh, it was yeah. just basically on tour, right? Yeah, it did a tour of this. And then they, they were like, they were on like, train and. And then it was just jumping from mausoleum to mausoleum? Yeah, they had a whole, like, people are going to dig up Lincoln thing, so they kept, you know, burying the shit out of it. <laughs> so It's exciting. I think, that's the tech- I think that's the technical term that historians use, burying the shit out of it. You're the doctor of the show. Yeah, I'm the doctor of the and show. And then so his, ki- his grandson was covered in flowers just because he was, was an Abraham Lincoln? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a big deal when another... Some people didn't get the chance to put flowers on the first one. <laughs> so that's what you boys, it's going to be a, it's a rite of passage. You're it's a man like, now. It's like I just saw, uh, I saw uh, the John Bonham's son do the concert at the Greek theater. Uh, and he's yeah. like, I, I am too late to see Led Zeppelin, but I want to go see, you know, the Led Zeppelin experience. For sure I do. Yeah. He, he's awesome though, right? He's, Jason, he is Jason awesome. Bonham? Jason Bonham, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're just like, choke on puke, choke on puke. <laughs> I love, yeah. Uh, can, can you imagine uh, growing up as Abraham Lincoln, what uh, incredible <laughs> reputation achievements that is to live up to? Yeah. That's also, I mean, if it was around me, I'd be like, where's your dumb hat? <laughs> and then you'd, you'd, people would lean on you for wisdom and you'd be like, oh, a house divided against itself. <sighs> sucks, man. It sucks. Yeah. So it's like 30 years ago. No, no, do the score thing. It's a bad yes. house. <laughs> okay, so like 80 years ago, my dad said something. Yeah. No, no, like six scoring. He does he look he's uh I got I pulled up a picture of him. He, you know, he's a He doesn't look anything like Abraham Lincoln. It's hard to look like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln was a tall weirdo. No mustache, beard, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he looks uh, and, and then you show us the picture and it's just Sean Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like um well he, first of all his nickname was Jack. Sure, that works. Cuz you sure. got cuz you got to be like why the fuck did you name Jack me Jack Lincoln? Yeah. I mean, my name's Jack on, Lincoln. I'm a Pinkerton man. <laughs> what did he do? Was he a Lincoln reenactor? Uh, that would be great. Was he, was he a, <laughs> I, I gave you a picture in the chat. Oh, oh, oh. Let me see this. This always goes um, well for me. He, you know, he died He died really, really young. He died when he was 19. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. It seemed he, like, oh, he was, he was 21. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, he looks, nor- he looks like a normal person for back then. Yeah, he looks tall. He doesn't look like a, like a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He takes after Mary Todd. Yo, he's got Mary Todd stash. Oh, he is a lawyer. He is a lawyer. He doesn't have any of... He just... He looks... How does the Abraham Lincoln have a hot grandson? 
He has yeah. <laughs> he has like a fuckable mustache. He doesn't look gaunt. No. I'm sorry, wait. Hold on, James. Did uh, you say a fuckable mustache? Yeah, he's got a right. fuckable mustache. <laughs> this Abraham Lincoln has a fuckable mustache. <laughs> Way better. That's a better name, too. And he's wearing 18 layers of clothes like they did back then. I wouldn't mind seeing him crumpled up at the end of the bed. If you're looking for a name for your band, you just found it. The fuckable fuckable mustache. <laughs> We're playing yeah, Jason fuckable mustache. mustache. We're playing uh, Irvine, Asheville, <laughs> Spectrum, Oxford, Mississippi. The Spectrum Spectrum Center. Center. We're playing yeah. the Spectrum Center. Oh. Flappers. Who does he? Look oh, so we got a. He looks like a. He looks like a like a an, any like an actor that he looks like a couple of actors from like. You are not allowed to be an actor in the Lincoln family. That's one thing. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no actors. <laughs> I would How have no theater this? in this household. Yeah. He died at the age of twenty-one. That's too bad. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Oh, so he was too young to have known his grandfather then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. So, uh, by the way, I don't well, want to break he, it down, uh, but so is I. Go ahead, Dave. I guess but he, so uh, is I. Dodged a bullet on that one. Wow. Oh, all right. That's. Um, I'm afraid you're on pastime podcast probation, James. <laughs> we don't bring it out a lot, but That's when we do, rule? it's for real. That's the secret rule. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, this is an ad. The elixir of life. There we is go. Is a fine. The elixir of life is a fine white mealy upland potato. They are stars at 75 cents per bushel in lots of 10 bushels and up. Don't fail to put in your winter supply out of our car. <laughs> what? The, the pitch Man. is... <laughs> We've pitch got great is... potatoes. Does it have a contact information? Is there any way to find the potatoes? Yeah. Just find the car. Just find it the just, potato car. It just says store at Erie Crossing on West Main Street. Yeah, just look oh, for the right. car that's full of potatoes. Well, if it's an yeah, advertisement, the it has to be down at the store. Where else would it be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the elixir of life. Potatoes! Uh, that's it? I was going to say, I think of elixirs as being liquid, and I don't think of potatoes as being liquid. And I, like, I do, too. E- elixir, to me, sounds like Vincent Price carries it around in a little bottle to, around his neck or something. The elixir, yeah, and- gentlemen, the elixir. Yeah. But they were also all sort of bullshit, too. So why would you not just put, like, a little potato in the liquid and be... You know, you, you want the vial angle, I feel like. You don't, you don't want to buy an elixir and then have someone hand you a potato. It'd be like, wait, I, this is bullshit? Maybe, I mean, I, maybe, maybe the I bar is very that? low back then where it's like, hey, if it's just food that will keep you from starving for a day, that's the elixir of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another, uh, another headline, page one. Another mystery. There we go. The body of an unknown man found near Penland, Pennsylvania. So they, I haven't heard any new. There's been no news from Middletown. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, so far, there's not a lot going on. <laughs> they went to Cairo, Illinois. Mm-hmm. They went to the Abraham Lincoln funeral <laughs> across time. That was in space. London. That was in London. <laughs> and then this yeah, is. Yeah, we're, we're. This is in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. But no hometown pride. So there's just not pride. much happening. They take it where they can get it. It's that classic uh, Middletown deflection. Yeah. It's that Middletown mentality. The body of an unknown man was found early uh, this morning along the tracks of the North Penn Railroad. His coat, 
vest and pocketbook lay not far away. The body did not look as if death ensued from a railroad accident, and the coroner is making a thorough investigations. Papers found on the body indicate that the man was a Philadelphian, aged 65 years. Okay, here's the great thing about this story, is that it is headlined, Another Mystery! Another Mystery. <laughs> like... <laughs> That, that not only would that not even make the news today in in, know, in Philadelphia or anywhere else, like they would, the coroner might not even do an autopsy. He would be like, "Yeah, hey, some guy, <laughs> some guy died down by the railroad track again." Especially if you're 65. Like I feel like 65 yeah. today, you'd be like, "Yeah, well, it's old age." I mean, it's not that, old, but you wouldn't be like at 65. Then is like a 90 year old. Oh yeah. You're an old, yeah, you're an ancient. 90-year-old man dead. You'd be like, that's front page news. How did it happen? Someone should have given him that potato. Oh, the elixir of life. Is the elixir of life, where is it adjacent to the, uh, where is it relative to the mystery (laughs) death story? Is it? Oh, boy. How's the juxtaposition? Uh, they're not, they're not close to each other. They're a little bit of, a little bit apart on the page. Polls, uh, polls, if you you might think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson, you put another dead guy story next to my potato elixir. Another goddamn dead dog dedication. Another another goddamn Pennsylvania sec, uh, six, 65-year-old death story next to my elixir of life. Man. How am I supposed to go into a mystery about a, a mystery about a <laughs> man dying when you have that next to the elixir story? <laughs> Dave, do you know what that's from? You look baffled. Uh, yeah, what's that from? That's Casey Case. <laughs> it's the outtakes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A goddamn, goddamn. Damn dog dedication. <clears throat> dog, dog dying. Uh, a drunken doctor's terrible crime. Whoa. Doctor, and this is in Nebraska. What the f- uh, <laughs> It's a <laughs> good local slice. But these are local James stories really from everywhere else. And where is this <laughs> yeah. one now? This Nebraska. is uh, this paper is in, in Middletown. But this, but this is now this a story is from Moorfield, Nebraska. Moorfield, yeah. Nebraska is where the story is out of. Yeah. Uh, Doctor C. D. Blair is under arrest, charged with manslaughter for horribly mutilating a woman named Miss Quicker, whom he Miss. was called to attend during confinement. He was intoxicated and used a common pocket knife. Oh my he, god cut off one of the child's arms and cut the woman so badly she died on the third day after the operation. People was it ch- it's are... childbirth? It was childbirth? In t- I think it was childbirth. And he cut off an arm? Yeah, that's a really bad doctor. Is that the umbilical thing? <laughs> Worst doctor ever. Uh-huh. Okay, I made a hole. <laughs> no. Time to smoke cigars and it's a baby arm. <laughs> Yes, lucky for you, Savoy. Let's celebrate the birth of your daughter with one of these cigars. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's hard to imagine him not visibly hiccuping in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) He's not bouncing up and down with each hiccup. (laughs) Pep talking himself. You can do it. Just don't let him know. He has the stethoscope, but he's he's, he's listening to the chair. I don't hear anything. (laughs) And how long he had two extra legs. That's cool. Okay. Uh, People are intensely excited, and the doctor is under strong guard to prevent lynching. 
Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> fuck. <clears throat> they want to kill the doctor. Oh, fuck. That's Nebraska for you. <laughs> he did He did really bad doctoring. I mean, I would say it's it's close to it's close to some of the medical care that's received nowadays. Also, True. I was he was it like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and he was pulled from like a, like a billiard room, or was he drunk at like surgery time, like at 9 a.m.? This is a fair question. If yeah, it's party time, it. then it's on them. If it's daytime, <laughs> then it's on him. That's right. <laughs> that, you shouldn't a... have come. You shouldn't have called me during party time. I said, I said when I made it, when I said you could be my patient, that I was like, okay, it's not party time. It's not the time. For babies. Your honor, your honor is a sword oath as a Methodist of the Bible. I, I'm a physician. And on my honor, I took the hip, the hip, the, the hippopotamus oath. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just remember him saying like, can we he had to be have quick. A, can we have, have a player piano going while this man testifies? <laughs> <laughs> he just kept saying he had to hurry up. It's Jeremy. Jeremy only turns 24 once. I am McMovin. <laughs> uh, here's another. Oh, this is from. This looks like it's from. Uh, this is a local story. Whoa. Uh, got local paper unable to cover town. <laughs> this is uh, this is the headline. Got 50 tons of ice anyhow. There we go. It's, it's a little weird. It's, it's like it's like they're talking to someone that's not there. It's a complaint. Yeah. It sounds like a complaint from some guy on a river. Well, it's fifty just, tons of ice, anyhow. <laughs> Overheard on a river. <laughs> Doctor David Miller was fortunate enough to secure at least fifty tons of ice this winter. He has filled his ice house with it, and it is of good quality. It will be used for his milk dairy. Many a butcher in this city would like to have some of that ice, but Mr. Miller is not anxious to part with it, being well satisfied at having secured enough for his own use in this ice-scarce season. (laughs) I can see him thumping his chest. He has a barrel chest, and he's patting the sides of his ribs. Ice, gentlemen, comes seasonally. If the temperature is not sufficiently cold, I should imagine the price is accelerated uh, substantially for those of us who happen to be fortunate enough to hold it. Yes, yes. I mean, the, an ice baron. It will. We will return to ice barons one day. Yeah, this is right? yeah, this is ice yeah. baron stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking to part with this ice, gentlemen. Gentlemen, uh, f- um, a pound of frost in hand is worth uh, is worth an entire rink worth of skating ice. You see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like that they printed a story just so they could tell other people they couldn't have the ice. This guy's got a bunch of ice. Well, it's it seems you- like uh, it seems like it's kind of <laughs> probably written at the behest of the ice baron, Doctor Miller, was it? Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. probably like, yeah. say, I have a large amount of this ice that has come into my possession. Uh, <clears throat> no need to know how. But I was wondering if you might. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps how, a story how? could be planted in your paper. <laughs> By the way, We're how did he get so world? much ice? Do I we know how he got the ice? No, I think they just cut it from the from the river. That's usually how. Yeah, they get here's it. here's what how. Genius. I'm, I'm sure almost every year he had the most ice because he had the most. He had probably like a curve in the river in his backyard or whatever. 
Yeah. The Middletown Creek curved a couple of times, so he was like, well, I sent my 12 boys out to harvest the ice. Only lost one this year. <laughs> well, it's just nice to hear a doctor doing good, finally, as opposed to cutting off baby arms. That's right. Uh, this is another out-of-town story. Providence, Rhode Island, a bank to dis- discontinue business. The stockholders of Union Bank, by a vote of 3,588 to 515, decided to wind up affairs of the bank. This is also the bank from which teller Charles Pitcher stole all the cash in June 1888. (laughs) So So it took them a year and a half to go, what, gentlemen? Gentlemen, I propose that we, we dissolve this corporation. Yeah, the optimism at we will rebuild. He will not root. A bank doesn't need money to survive is my contention. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we've been in business for a year and a half now, and, and I it just keeps becoming pretty apparent that we actually do need money. You know, a lot of these assholes keep coming in for withdrawals. This is the other Look, the way. the teller that, took the money. This is the other way. The teller that took the money. It's a wonderful life could have ended. It's I, I ima- It's the same kind of scene, except it's like instead of the whole community coming in and like bringing money, they're like, I also vote to shut the damn thing down. <laughs> it was a fool's idea to begin with, and you made us all poor. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, f- fired four shots at his wife. There we go. George Ward, a spinner, fired four shots at his wife, missing her every time, and then shot himself in the abdomen, but not seriously. <laughs> wow. He really missed at the end. He's really bad so at So wait, this. he shot at his wife four times and missed all four. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and but then, then he was like, I can't, I can't take how bad I am. I'm ending it. Oh, I missed the head. So here's the thing. If, if you're... Doing a murder-suicide and you have failed at the murder part, you don't need to follow <laughs> yeah. through with the suicide part. But if no, you are going to do it, get it right. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, where's the place you can shoot yourself to bleed out the <laughs> slowest? I mean, yeah, it's like, he's like, I want my brain to be studied for how to not be accurate. Also, if you're shot yourself in the uh, abdomen not seriously, back then, that's like, he'll be dead in two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. For sure. The doctor just comes over and cuts his arm off. That'll be 104 cents. Here's Give me all your ice. Here's the status of medical science. If you're wounded on any limb, you'll survive without the limb. If you're wounded anywhere on your body, from your head to your entire torso, you're immediately dead. <laughs> it's a death sentence. Uh, okay, gentlemen, I took out his eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 An owl. Here it is, sir. One owl for the doctor. Uh, his wife left him five weeks ago and has been staying at a farm house near town. Ward went to see the house, and after some words, the shooting occurred. I don't uh, think he went wa- to see the house. <clears throat> He's I'm under. Check out that house. Make sure. <laughs> want to make sure she's safe in that big house of hers on the farm. <laughs> Take the revolver oh, just got, in case. In case they need to shoot a wall down or something. Make it a little bit more of an open area. Get a billiard room. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. 
You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Um, on page three, we got another shot. Uh, shot. Shot himself through the head is the headline. That's how you do it. Wilkes-Barre, uh, Pennsylvania. God, the names are the names are so good. JB Potbone. JB Potbone. JB Potbone, a well-known a well-known citizen here, age thirty-two years, committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. He just returned home from a business trip to Pittsburgh. No cause is assigned for his self-murder. Self-murder. That is, I mean, there's a good writer instinct there, which is not to repeat a word. I will give them yeah. but and there are but not there are not enough a, terms for the word suicide. But that would a, be like calling right. masturbation hand jobbing myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, that's a Wilkes Bar well. guy um, again. I guess Wilkes Bar starts to be within what a two days ride of Middletown <laughs> by horse. Yeah, that's right. One day yeah, by railroad, yeah, two days by horse. Um, here's here's a whole section of local stuff. It's um, correspondence. You're on page Dr. three. Nelson recently, the local news of yeah. this town on page three. <laughs> Almost done. <laughs> and and maybe you'll see why they don't actually cover stuff in Middletown. Uh, Dr. Nelson recently purchased a Benton spring carriage of DJ Roberts. <laughs> Whoa! Fuck! Crazy! Why a that Benton, happened here? A Benton spring carriage. Yes, you. The the rocks and crannies are fairly felt at all with a with, with a spring <laughs> carriage of such finery. Uh, yeah. Miss P. Holbert is gaining slowly. That's the Miss whole... P. Holbert. P. Holbert is gaining slowly. That's gaining the what whole... slowly? Wait, uh, we don't know. momentum speed. Everybody knows though because Friends? it's Middletown. Oh, so they all Mrs. know what she's Hol- gaining. Oh, Mrs. oh, this Holbert. is in the the wink wink column. Mrs. She's Holbert. still putting on weight. <laughs> Well, she was found after four weeks with no food at all, and they've been trying to, they've been trying to slowly supper her back to health. (laughs) Mrs. Tolbert, we're making Mrs. Peel pate. Go ahead. It got better. Tom F. O'Brien saw a flock of ten wild geese flying over the 
Terry Graham Farm, February 27th, going north. Wow. This, so this, this is just, journal, this, go ahead. This is just now people that have run into a bar yelling something. Hey, I saw a fucking geese. Well, Holy in the shit. Paper. What are your first two initials and last name? I think that you should get a publicist because you're about to blow up. You're not going to be able to walk down the streets of Middletown after this gets out. A flock of geese headed north of all things. <laughs> and it was five. They're like, five won't grab them. We'll do ten. The, the journalist room at the paper must have been amazing. For what, what was passed on for the local news? <laughs> Shoelace broken. I've got it. I've got it. Maybe that's like a go, like a groundhog, a uh, Poxitani Phil type thing, where it's in March and they're like the geese are already flying north. That means it's a uh, mild. That means it's going yeah, to be yeah. an early spring. It's an early geese year. The Tolbert boy saw it. I don't believe there's ten geese in the world, let alone here. <sighs> I, a man who a man who would assault, insult a goose and his gosling is not a man that I care to uh, share a table with. Here, here. D.A. Robertson intends to leave off making butter and will sell milk. He will be a new beginner at that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wow. What a, I mean, what a boring town. What do you mean, boring town? There's tons of ice. There's milk without butter, somehow. Butter to be discarded. Milk to be drunk and sold. And there's geese Did flying overhead north early. <laughs> over, over nine geese. Did you hear he's making the big switch? He's going from butter to milk. <laughs> oh, this is sad. It, it it ends with Mrs. Morrison is quite seriously sick with pneumonia. We can mm. be sure she didn't make it. Oh, Mrs. Morrison, oh, she's quite seriously ill. Well, isn't that a terrible shame? It's um, So this is, this is just, a, the newspaper is just for, it's like, uh, there's probably like four different churches in town. So this is just for whatever people are gossiping about in each individual church. They need it in print yeah, so all the other churches know about it. Uh, I, a hundred percent. What that's yes. It's like a school paper. Yeah, like uh, this is another local story headline: slipped and broke two ribs. Wow. You guys, you guys can probably already guess what happens, but Mrs. <laughs> Emmett Smith, who resides, or Emmett Mr. Smith. Emmett Smith. Oh, I was going to yeah, say that's the one uh, who resides near the reservoir while at work in a barn on his place, slipped and fell, breaking and splitting one rib and fracturing another close to the spinal column. It will probably lay Mr. Smith up for several months. I mean, he's probably he's slipping on that. that I don't know. Is he allowed to use ice? He might. Is he in the ice baron's barn? Now we're starting. Uh, we're starting to see how he may have acquired. There's a mystery here. The, the 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 ice baron with his tons of ice. Maybe he was pushing this other guy around. You know? <laughs> Go get more ice. You hear? <laughs> more. Now I'm just more. I need I need enough ice to take it down to Manhattan, you fool. <laughs> That's the other thing. Ice a very I mean at that time a hard thing to sell, right? It's I mean They were yeah. trying to pump it up. They were really, melting capital. <laughs> it, it it's worthless in a month. You said this was ice. I swear to God it was when I left. <laughs> it 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 depreciates in value pretty quick. Yeah, you gotta be when you, right. right when you take when you dry it off the lot, it's already. <laughs> and he's sweat. Well, uh, he's, the, the ice baron's still trying to talk up this. The he, he he's like hey, he now he's sweating and he's like, 
It's still a, a large cons uh, consignment of ice in my possession. Others have tried to harvest it and had some terrible, terrible accidents. <laughs> Perhaps uh, I could be willing to part for some of it at a reasonable price. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> sweating on his ice as it melts. Uh, Charles... Edsel, son of J.S. Edsel of this village, has secured a position as teller in the National Bank Whoa. of Orange County and will enter upon his duties next week. Orange he has County. lately been in the grocery business in Rutherford Park. His wife is a sister of Charles Jackson, late postmaster. Wait, this is there's a lot going on in this one. This is a whole... I feel like this story is the equivalent of somebody unrolling a bunch of credentials that fall down to the ground. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's not much to the story, so this writer was like, what if I just explain who all the relatives are? <laughs> so, so, And essentially, a man just became a teller at a bank. Yeah, a man got a job as a teller at a bank, and they just fluffed up the story quite a bit. Right, they're like, it's good, but it's not great. <laughs> I mean, they're just all, yeah. I mean, the, the local stories of Peter Kramer... Jeweler is confined to the house with illness. So they're good. Uh, so Charles. Either, so, so the <laughs> people's fortunes split one of two ways. Either you're <laughs> sitting on a, you're sitting on easy street with ice and milk or you've, you've, there's a terrible illness and everyone needs to know about it. He couldn't kill his <laughs> wife. So he almost killed himself. Well, no sympathy needed there. Uh, Mr. Charles Sweezy of Middletown was in town on Monday repairing a church organ and doing other work. Mm -hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Rockefeller of Middletown spent Saturday and Sunday in town. Are those separate <laughs> stories? Because together they're nothing, but apart they're less. They're, they're together. I don't, I don't know why they're together. Is that, that's not an A to B? That's potentially just two A's? Uh <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that when you're like, oh, you know what? I think I got to zip over to Culver City today. That that makes the news in Culver City. James Adomian heads to Culver City. Spends the day. Spends the day walking around downtown Culver City. He tinkered. Uh, he tinkered on a box while he was there. <laughs> he sat down on a rock. <laughs> this is huge. Well, oh, hello, Mrs. Mrs., it's a Monday. Would you mind spending the day with me in town? Well, I'd be delighted, Frank. Lady fans herself. <laughs> if you come with me to town, I'm sure we'll make the papers. Man throws rock. <laughs> Jimmy winks. Testicle injured. Uh, here's one. Clan clairvoyant examination free. Here we go. Yeah, wow. Is it well, I Is mean, it... I wouldn't go to a I... fucking doctor in this time. I, I mean, no. going to, like, any clear... I mean, you're talking about a potato elixir, maybe. Well, the doctor, the doctors come drunk and cut your baby up, so it's not a good... So, yeah, you're just like, anybody, I don't go to doctors. Anybody who doesn't cut you open might actually be safer. Yeah, it really <laughs> yes. is at that point where it's like... It, I think that about, like, uh, dentistry in England. It's like, maybe it's just as good to not go. <laughs> By uh, by Doctor E. F. Butterfield mm -hmm. at That's the Madison House Middletown. F. Butterfield. 
Dr. E.F. Dr. E.F. Butterfield, uh, an initiate in the mysteries of the East. Yes. Used to be Butterfingers, but I changed it. People were hesitant. <laughs> are you prepared? Uh, are you prepared to see beyond the veil with Dr. Butterfield? <laughs> On Tuesday, March 18th until 5 p.m., the doctor will give anyone suffering from any disease, oh no matter how... No matter how long-standing, a clear, pointed, and correct diagnosis of I their condition uh, without asking any questions or having any previous knowledge of the case. That's, dan- that's what we call medically dangerous. That's <laughs> Also, you, you have um, uh, a heart. Here's another wow. thing. Here's another thing. This... <laughs> If he, if if Doctor Butterfield, if the main point of it was actually to heal people, what's the problem with them giving you a little bit of information about what's wrong? It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It really that actually is. Probably amazing. would help. It it would help to describe some of the symptoms to the. But doctor. it's not a. It's not a hook. The but thing that you're missing is it's not a hook. But that's not the real reason. The real reason is it's so that- people go. Oh, he wasn't even told anything about it. He's truly a clairvoyant. He doesn't want to heal. He wants to prove. Stop! Yeah. Stop talking! It's about him. It's all about him. <laughs> Stop! You have a tumor right near your heart. Why? Oh, my, my, that would explain, my foot hurts. That would explain but my, my melancholy. My, 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 my broken... I have a broken foot. Ah! It arises yeah. in the Too much information. It arises in the heart, yes. You see, yes. <laughs> It's all intertwined, the body. Uh, uh, to point out the causes of disease and prescribe remedies appropriate to a cure. So he's not going to take any questions. But it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, would, I, I would love to go to a doctor now and you just sit there and let them like kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of pitch what they think it is. No, warmer, warmer. It's kind of like that. It is related to the butt. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see a scene with a bunch of like poor people lined up in like dirty dress clothes in Middletown. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. uh what was his last name? Butterfield. Dr. Butterfield, Butterfield is sitting on a wooden like a stage of crates and he's leaning on a cane and he goes next. And and then some <laughs> some poor girl comes up and he just looks and he cranes around and he goes hmm. Dropsy. Five gallons of milk. Next. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor, what was the what what do I have? I, five on gallons of milk. It, on with it, girl. I, I would love to know Shoot. how to Okay, thank you so much. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's the best doctor I've seen since my mother was killed at childbirth by having my sister's arm removed. <laughs> uh, doctor, please please, doctor, tell me what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah. If there's a pallor to the skin, I have to declare it. Mm. It's uh, uh, an overabundance of nutrients. Starve thyself. <laughs> Starve yourself for at least three months. On with it. Oh, thank you. Next. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, he's he's wonderful. He's he is wonderful. so good. <laughs> he might have an t- intense rivalry with the potato guy, or he might be the potato elixir guy. You know, my roots are in potato elixirs, but... uh, My uh, root is potato. (laughs) 
Once again, I have to suggest that you eat potatoes. <laughs> you just got a giant pile of potatoes. There you go. Maybe fifty dollars. Mm. Have a potato. Perhaps there's a glut of ice in your system. <laughs> I recommend as a remedy potato. Mash this. Some have called it the elixir of life. I think that was you, Doctor. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, I, I just uh, and he—it's literally long enough ago that he would actually have a cape and be like, "How dare you speak to me in such a way?" Leave the clairvoyant, Doctor. Uh, so this goes on. We especially ask those to call who are given up by other physicians as incurable, as there is still hope of cure if the true cause of the disease is reached. Uh, the la- the final sentence is: He cures every case of piles. Oh, fuck. What? <laughs> it's just, it's like, there are so many times when I don't want to live in the 1800s. And like, it's, it's that condenses it very perfectly. Medical yeah. science. I love, he's the, he's like a, he, one of these guys who's like, the, the reigning so-called wisdom of medical science has, uh, has looked over the true cause of, Piles, and I, alone, Dr. Butterfield, have discovered it. The right, true treatment of any case of piles, be it man, woman, or beast, is to cover the wounded area in saltpeter and gunpowder, <laughs> slather in a small layer of honey, and leave the person alone for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people were leaving there with piles diagnoses. <laughs> I, I got piles too. I have piles. piles. We all have piles. piles. I got piles. piles. Yeah, that's what he said. I have three weeks of potatoes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, you're lucky you'll live two weeks of potatoes. I'm on a month. My piles are bad. He's the best. I have. And, uh, it's also my practice it's has great. amounted to a pile of piles. <laughs> <laughs> it. If you are working, if you are suggesting that only like the terminally ill come to you, it is going to be difficult to get complaints as well. It's kind of a shrewd business model yes. where, you know, most people are probably not going to come back in three weeks to be like, that wasn't what it was. They're just going to die. That's By right. that time, we might be as far as Wilkes Bar or even Cairo. <laughs> we might be in Cairo, <laughs> Illinois by then. Uh. So this headline is a word about carpets. Well, they've already overstated. It is a positive fact the price of carpets is lower in Middletown than any other place in the country. We're going to Middletown to get them. (laughs) We all go to get carpets there. It is also equally as true that there is not another city on the face of the earth where carpet dealers do not charge for the waste in cutting. Oh, okay, cutting. Well, for cutting cut. the carpet, right? You cut, so they yeah, charge you. Cut. The, the, they have to. They, they have to waste some of it when they cut it and into the into the shape of a carpet. Here's my question: um, do, Are they saying that they also in Middletown don't charge for the wasted cuttings, or they're saying if you're asking why we charge for it, then there's no place on earth where they wouldn't? Oh, that's a good question. I felt like they were bragging that they don't charge for that. I think they might even. I think they might be lowering the bar for themselves and going in. And if you're complaining about the, fee, the cutting fee, I, I, I hope have it's you that. know, no place on earth would ever sell you a carpet without charging for the cutting. <laughs> Every man must pay the price of his drippings. 
the consequences of all this is uh, that job lots, goods from auctions, odds and ends, in fact, anything that could be bought a little off price has been placed on the Middletown market. We don't pretend to compete with this class of goods. We don't make and lay carpets for nothing as we pay our workmen every Saturday night. Is that so, a quote? Is that in quotes? That's no, that's <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> that's just in the story. Is the story I just a quote? I don't think it's a story. I'm thinking this is an ad. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a story, Dave. Uh, our new spring stock is now ready. All the new spring patterns. Spring stock of carpet. Oh, you're going <laughs> to love what we harvested this winter. We got some great spring carpet. <sighs> oh, it's time to get rid of the winter carpets. Uh, new patterns and very handsome. The best we've ever handsome shown. Carpet. That's, yeah. a handsome, that's a handsome cut of carpet right there, I'll tell you. <laughs> we have made, we Leave have me made. alone with the carpet. Shut the door. Oh, no. I'm going to cut it myself. <laughs> I'll be... We've made a... Ma- Mrs. Uh, shut me away for a few hours. I'll be uh, <clears throat> finishing the carpet. <laughs> I'll be installing if you... Uh, never mind. <laughs> Just shut the goddamn door. I want to be alone with the rug. Oh, in here, yes. Yes, you fine carpet, you see. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 free cutting, either way. Oh. Well, Mr. Carpet, that is a very fuckable mustache. <laughs> I love the new spring look. Have you seen the mustached carpets? Oh. Oh. Uh, this is, this is one of, uh, crucial therapy that Mr. Dr. Butterfield shall use for... Treating his piles, patients. You have piles. Go home and bang your carpet. Rub your Hurry, self. boy. Rub yourself. Rub the inflamed uh, joints on the carpet. Yeah. It's tender and handsome. <laughs> we have made a special effort uh, oh, we to, sure tone, <laughs> to tone up the carpet trade in our city this season. Call and see it. We have not got... Call and see if we have not got the goods that will do it. It is a pleasure... To show the goods. Wow, this really is a fuckable carpet. That is. They never say who they are. You don't need that information. You know. <laughs> you know. It's, you you'll it's find. You'll smell market. that carpet. It's down at the market. Look, it's in the market. <laughs> You're either there's a there's a creek backed up with ice, and then a trunk of potato a potato car, and then there's a bunch of like churches and farms. And there's like downtown, and you're gonna see the carpet. <laughs> You will. If you're seeing the newspaper, you probably can look up and see the carpet. (laughs) Look to your right, probably. (laughs) It's there. Uh, Oh, this is a a story out of Bismarck, North North Dakota. Local. Pulled uh, pulled the Attorney General's nose. Representative Walsh yesterday pulled Attorney General Goodwin's nose in one of the corridors of the Capitol for having mentioned... For having mentioned his name in connection with the recent lottery scandal. I Ooh, yes, I don't yes. well, <laughs> A bit of scuttlebutt from the Dakota territory. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what I do if someone pulled my nose. It's one of those moves where you would be like it would it would disarm you on a level where they would have enough time to get away with it because I would still be like, What was that? Yeah. <laughs> Pulling no, you'd be totally noses. shocked. There you go. A squeezing a hunker. <laughs> that ought to teach you. Right back at you, Goodwin. A man's cheeky uh, enough, he'll lose his nose. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't teach Goodwin, him. Uh, Goodwin made an effort to retaliate. There are reports that a duel will grow out of the affair. A nose so duel. I'll meet you in the town square. First one to yank off the other guy's schnoz wins. <laughs> But it is not generally believed that the Attorney General, though not lacking courage, will attempt to get even according to the code. What a time when you could pull an Attorney General's nose and there would be no retaliation. <laughs> we can put the Hague now. It's crazy. Also, if you're Just grabbing... How, why is it so hard to retaliate? If you're grabbing someone's nose, you're easily within not only punching range, but like... yeah. If yeah. you have a walking stick, you could shove it's, someone. He's right up at you, pulling your nose. He's grabbing you, your nose. You go into the mind palace of overwhelmed of what to actually do. Where I mean, you, your nose was pulled. It's and you could also. It's also cute. It's uncle. It's like uncle assault. <laughs> ah, look what I got. I'll see you later, old attorney. Imagine if I just went up to Merrick Garland and yanked his nose. Hey, you little fuck. Yeah, that's like. Uh, uh, it's like the, the, it's like he put him in a headlock and rubbed his head with vigor. <laughs> I sentenced him to four years of noogies. Uh, so this is some international news. Whoa. The czar, the czar threatened by women, Saint Petersburg. I, I, I always remember hearing this, this, this women torturing the czars. I, that's sort of what I always remember. <laughs> During the past four days, the czar has received many dozens of letters, all of which have come from women. These communication contains threats of death for flogging exiles in Siberia. Wow. That's dark. <laughs> wow, that's, that takes a while. It takes a while, but they do, <laughs> they do get them. <laughs> you can see yeah, the right. think tanks even back then were planting Russia phobia <laughs> in the in the local stories. It was very important. That's so true. <laughs> bizarre. Oh, news of the day, H Henry. Uh, by the way, amazing to put news of the day at the end of your four-page paper. It is on page four. <laughs> Here's the headline. Also, uh, there's other news there. <clears throat> I don't know nothing about 1890. There was shit going on back then. What is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're like Grover Cleveland is president or something? No, no, he's it's it's, it's still um the guy before him. Um what? Uh Harrison Hayes, one of those guys? I'm your guy. There's like Hawaii is a, a scandal uh, or controversy at the time. Um there's 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 shit going on in the world, and they haven't talked about oh, any yeah, of it. Yeah, but I I don't know if you've seen these spring carpets. These are really... <laughs> you can take Hawaii all you want. An attorney general's nose was honked, okay? So. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, uh, young uh, J.C. Jenkins' son is now a teller at the bank. It's pretty so, big. And another uh, bank closed. So... Lots of shit happened. I became a journalist in Middletown because I wanted to be a witness to history. I'll tell you, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to cap this wagon wheel saga. Uh, news of the day, Henry Stanley has finished the last pages of his forthcoming book. Wow, I mean, that is some PR. <laughs> like, that's, that's planted. I, 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 I would... I, would not, I almost thought that the story was someone finished reading a book. Oh, that would be. That would be. The they should put a man finished novel. There should be a story at the end of the newspaper that's like, and local reader has finished reading this paper of note. What? What the fuck? That's very meta. It's me. 
Man finished whole paper. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna close on this. It's a little longer uh, story out of New Jersey. By the way, if you're saying it's a little page four, page four, and a little longer in this paper is like four sentences. Oh yeah, this is a this is a it's a doozy. this is three paragraphs. And so. oh, this okay. is also news that's been buried on page four. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hit it deep, hit it. No one ever goes to this page. And this was a Wednesday paper? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, hope they didn't bother to publish this daily. I think they could comfortably pull this back to a weekly. They people <laughs> need to know about potato elixirs. I think this is a bi-weekly paper. Okay, that's oh, fine. Perfect. I, that, it's also crazy that that's all they were able to come up with. Oh, wait a minute. You could pull it back to just an annual thing where it's like a when you send out a letter it's a fa- about your a family, family newsletter is what <laughs> this should be. This could easily be a Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> so It's a Facebook post. Are you ready for the headline? Sure. Wind like a dog. New Brunswick, New Jersey, a most distressing death from hydrophobia occurred at Dunellen. Hydrophobia. Okay, well, I've read a lot about hydrophobia in these papers. Um, Miss Sarah Sarah Pope, mother of uh, Elias Pope, recently confirmed by the Senate as postmaster of Plainfield was the boy, I cannot read that word. Sometimes they're blurry. Um, Victim. Oh, must be victim. She was bitten by a pet dog in December last, and the wound was cauterized at the time. uh, Cauterized at the time. And it's good to just leave that open and then just seal it. That's the what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, And afterward, it healed. So you know, she got bit by a dog in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, They cauterized it, which is what you do with a dog. (laughs) With a dog bite. Yep. You get cauterized. Make sure there's some hair in there for for safety. (laughs) And then it healed. Make sure that it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> if it hurts, it's done. If you've been bit by a dog, we should just make you feel a lot of pain. You know, the only way to close that dog wound is to use a dog's mouth to sort of cinch it shut. So I recommend Look, three dog case, stitches. <laughs> not every case is as easy as piles. There's almost <laughs> incurable illnesses like dog bites, you see. <laughs> All we know to do is scar a person. <laughs> I believe it's somehow pile related, even though you're pushing back. I know a dog bit you. This is still she, piles. She has. There's clearly like a horseshoe ring of teeth marks in her arm, and she's like, it hurts. Piles. It hurts. Ah, piles. Next. Piles. Piles. Potatoes. Get out. Piles. Potato, Next. Potatoes and carpet rubs. Potatoes. <laughs> Lay with some spring carpet. You'll be fine. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think they became? They came to be called piles. I mean, the I names of those diseases. Yeah, piles, dropsy. Like what? I, piles is was there Just like fort. Was there fourteen-year-old people naming these things? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're called doctors. Oh. But piles is like out of control hemorrhoids, where they're like they yeah, like yeah, yeah. piled up. On your asshole. I did not. They piled up on top of you. I did not know that's what we were talking about. What did you think it was? I mean, I thought it was like some sort of like, I thought it was like a skin thing, but I didn't realize. (laughs) Control hemorrhoids. Fuck. Shoot me in the stomach. 
Oh. Uh, do you want me to shoot you in the stomach? That's not I a mean, cure. I mean, I don't want to. I'm saying I don't want to live my life with what in this era would be defined uh, as. Yeah, <laughs> you've got in control hemorrhoids. This was the. This was a very advanced time where the out of this came, out of this came cars and airplanes and radios and stuff. They're about to. They're in the middle of a bunch of breakthroughs. They have. Um, like elite like high functioning telegraph machines all over the world they have what undersea undersea um telegraph cables and stuff and cities they have steel ships all around the world fast steel ships this is this is the and yet and a woman getting bitten by a dog is whoa well she's dead well that's a death sentence kiss Uh, her goodbye she ain't coming back from that and if she does, she'll be part dog lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mrs. Pope, uh, who was seventy-eight years old, suddenly conceived. Wow, that, the that idea should be that in the paper she, in its own right. That she was seventy-eight. Yeah, it's a big one. That's a big one. Um, she suddenly conceived the idea that she would die of rabies. She was prostrated with nervousness and exhibited all the symptoms of hydrophobia, barking and frothing at the mouth. <laughs> oh, so it's rabies. Uh, yeah, I think what it was is her rabies. Name? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Miss Sarah Pope. Oh, Mrs. Poor Mrs. Pope. Poor Mrs. Pope. Dot bought by a bit by a dog. Death by bite. Uh, Doctor Plane. Doctor Payne of Plainfield. Doc- I'm and sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Dr. name Payne. is Doctor Payne in this era. Is- that is quite a title in this era. <laughs> I'm really not good at this. Yeah, <laughs> cauterize the woman entirely. I have a mild cold. Cauterize. I don't no. like that. I don't like that she keeps saying it's a dog bite. Also, cauterize that mouth when you get around to it. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is um, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Payne and Butterfield hate each other. <laughs> oh, Butterfield! Let me guess. He said it was piles. Now bend over. I'm gonna put a scalpel in your ass. Doctor. Pain cauterizing everything he comes into contact with. It's not how you deal with piles, pain. He ought he ought to have his surgeon's fingers cauterized, if you ask me. Uh, Dr. Payne and uh, Dr. Gaston were called in. Their diagnosis their diagnosis encouraged. <laughs> Encourage the belief that it was a case of emotional hydrophobia brought on by the terror of the real malady. So they think it's psychological. They're like, well, you're out of your fucking mind. She has what we call uh, her uh, uh, rabies of the soul. Uh, she it's a, is. It's a mental I rabies. I treated uh, these cases of rabies from France all around the world in locations that are impossible to verify. You know, I don't even think there was a dog to begin with. This is pure <laughs> psychosomatic rabies. Folks, it's a pure psyop. <laughs> none of this. It's that funny was- that none of this rises. None of this ri- this news is like important or enough to have conspiracy theories developed about it. Yeah, but it is so That's true that official, like the official story is that it was rabies, hydrophobia. But let me tell you, folks. <laughs> You could absolutely. That's you could totally see. That's why we're selling a home cauterizing kit right now. 
Infowars. <laughs> Get your own, own home cauterizing stuff. This is the shit. I use this every time I work out. The ice, it's the ice barons. The ice barons are actually ca- making winter take longer. We're seeing the geese flying overhead. There's so potato. <laughs> You're going to need to get your uh, stock up on potato elixir now, guys. This is not going to be the kind of thing you want to try to impulse buy in six months, okay? It Load up now on potato elixir. I'm more virile than I've ever been. <laughs> I've, I've never fucked so much carpet. <laughs> we will never submit to paying for gar- carpet cuttings that are part of the process of making a carpet. We will never submit to that tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my God! You Wilkes, you Wilkes Barla, you, you Wilkes Barlist scum! <laughs> you need we to get some of these. Submit to your Wilkes Bar conspiracy. Butterfield potato elixir. This is the only stuff that I'm using now. <laughs> oh, uh, it is. I mean, it really is just like that. It is. <laughs> You could hear Alex Jones read this paper, and if he just edited a little bit, you'd buy it. Uh, the pet so dog did... was killed. Fuck. Finally, ju- yeah. finally some justice. Yeah, I didn't know they bit. And the old lady grew worse. Wow. Although, I don't know what this word is. It's so blurry. Although, uh, enteebled by age. He bit me, and suddenly... now he's mine to take. That's for the sheriff to decide. All I can think of is uh, uh, the the wicked witch in the Wizard of Oz who gets bit by Toto. <laughs> uh, she suddenly became possessed of almost superhuman strength, and it required required several persons to restrain her while afflicted with spasms of fear. Nothing could dog remove by girl, her. Dog by girl. She's seventy eight <sighs> years old. <been laughs> Your wife is no longer with us. She is a dog woman. I have dog strength. <laughs> dog the strength <laughs> of a dog. Here, rubber rib. Does her leg move? She's too far gone. Uh, nothing would remove from her mind the impression that hydrophobia would result from the bite. And while in one of her hysterical periods... She gave forth the sound similar to the whining of a dog and shortly afterwards expired. They are really knocking on the door of accusing her of becoming a dog. Yeah, no, they're saying she's inside they're inside like she's, she's got, a dog. Yeah, she's got dog strength. She's she's squealing like like we believe that before she passed. It was it's like it's like a zombie bite. It's like when you're just like, "Look, kill me quick. I'm about to turn dog." <laughs> Hurry. I want to see the I want to see those two doctors after after they failed. And it turns out that she obviously did have rabies and just died. They yeah, she go, clearly like, had rabies. Well, let's retire. Could I take you out, Dr. Dr. Gaston, for a oh a glass of ice to go over our recent medical victories? I suppose. I mean, uh, I think it's safe to say we both might have missed the mark back there a little bit. There could be a third category of illness if we think about it. <laughs> and yet we learned something to advance science further, Dr. Gaston. That's what I like what about that? today. Today was a big we step should've... for medical. <laughs> medical's a big step backward for the woman bitten we and do for what? the dog. But <laughs> yeah, a big poor... step forward for science in general. Yeah, pour a little ice out for her, obviously. She's no longer with us. She, <laughs> she, she... <laughs> Throw her in that pile with that other dog. They're both dogs the now. Guy... The ice baron comes along and he's like, "Hey, yeah, yes, uh, two glasses of ice. That will be ten dollars a piece. 
What are you? Get your. Go, that's a year's. What's a year's wage for a doctor? Yes, yes. The, is, the, the, the ice may freeze, but the price, I'm afraid, does not. Get the ice, ice I control, the price I don't. Get your ice out of here. This is a potato job. <laughs> you know, the bad news is we believe the dog was turning into the 78-year-old woman before we shot it. <laughs> it's the classic vice versa body switch. We freaky Friday'd. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was uh, that was the the middle middle town. Uh, wow, what plus. a what a what a popping town to have three things What's happen it again. The Middletown Times Press of Middletown, New York, March 1890. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here mocking them going, <laughs> well, the Mr. and Mrs. went into town. And it's like, well, what the fuck is all the stuff about Brad Pitt and Angelina all of those years? No, right. They, yeah, like Kim Kardashian was, was and Pete Davidson. Town. I mean, you could argue that this is a more, in ways, more informative than going on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I would love royal, to get royal, this. royal baking powder, absolutely pure. Oh God, the ads are just the craziest. Do you have a source for these claims? <laughs> yeah, so the it it just it looks like a, it doesn't look like anything a front page would look like today. It's just a. Oh, like, the this, ads the front, are amazing. Have you read the law? Ads. Old dogs, young dogs, big dogs, and little dogs fit into collars. William Mills Bow and Sons. Fuck. It really, I mean, it's a lot like how it would be. It's a lot like pop-up ads, essentially. I mean, they're all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like pop-up ads that are just printed out. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're just like, you can't close the window. You just got to go like, all right, people, there's a dog collar ad. You know, people didn't have any other way to find out who did what, so the paper just had all the shit in town on the front page. But all over, there was eventually someone who was like, what if we do news in one area? And we make it interesting up top to grab them, and then it'll be diminishing as we further into the paper. It's yeah, like, wow. It's... Are you talking about like an order? That's a crazy call. That's nuts. <laughs> Separate it, sort of categorize. Okay, sure. This was the Saturday evening paper. <laughs> this, is, this is a weekend's entertainment. <laughs> Had to get this out the door quick. It costs six dollars a year or fifty cents a month. Wow, fuck! Wow. And it's still not worth it. It says daily volume. That means this is a daily paper. Oh, it, it is. Well, daily? that that helps. I feel like that's better because that shows you that they really are just like every day. They're like, we got to find something. What do we got? Lady bit by dog. Boom, ready. Uh, uh, Clairvoyant doctor. I don't need a standard lady bit by dog story. If it's going to bite, she needs to foam at the mouth. How am I going to go? How am I supposed to go from an elixir into a lady dying from a goddamn dog bite? <laughs> yeah, so in in the uh in the archive I use, they only have it every 4 days, so but it must be a daily then if it says it. Well, I they they certainly could have pulled back, I think. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's delicious. Um James, thank you so much for joining us for the Pastimes podcast. Uh, like we said, Jay Adomian for shows and for, I mean, really, you're, as you can tell from listening to this, your impressions and your characters are fucking phenomenal. So that's a great yeah. place to go and watch that stuff. Yeah, Jay Adomian on Instagram. There's a variety of things I do from cartoons to live appearances and uh, other things and, uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel appearances. And um, 
Oh man, uh, it's, you're it's oh, a fun yeah. circus. I I, sh- I mean, again, there's so much, but my James was Mike Lindell on Kimmel, and it. I mean, oh. you were on Kimmel as Mike Lindell with Mike Lindell. So good. It, yeah, it was. I was. Uh, that was uh, that was weird because I thought he was going to be like uh, difficult or hostile. Yeah, but he was just he was just he did the thing where he was just like. Well, boy, oh gosh, I'm just so, I'm just bashful to be on TV. Wow. <laughs> As you're ripping pillows in front of him. <laughs> yes, I was making him look terrible, and he was just like, wowie, wow, what a, what a treat it is to be on the TV. Hollywood Boulevard, looking at me. Uh, well, thank you again, James. We appreciate it so much. And, thank uh, you, Gareth. Thank you, Dave. Thank and you. thank you, not the dollop. <laughs> Yeah, right. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Nothing like the dog. No, it's completely different. This is uh, totally separate, obviously. Actually, we might sue ourselves is what we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to sue Dave's ass. <laughs> sue you, sue everybody. <laughs> I had my glasses. Some of these days, you'll miss me, honey. Some of these days.